look at the size of that water glass that you're drinking. Uh, you know, there's no toilet breaks on this podcast. Yes, that's why. That's why I'm only. Uh, you, you only see the top. <laughs> I don't want to know what's going on anywhere lower than that. Actually, it's true. I uh, I was doing some video recording um, over the last few days, and I um, I was obviously in the video because we're you know that's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and then I played it back, and I went, "Who's that? Who's that fat guy?" <laughs> like, and I'm convinced it's the wide-angle lens. That's what it is, Max. Uh, but just yeah. in case it wasn't. Uh, I decided to start juicing and I looked up all these juice recipes. I was just talking to my wife about it because she likes the juice I just made. She's like, Oh, what was in it? I was like everything. Basically what I've done is I looked in the juice book and there's like a recipe. I've got like 24 recipes. And then you started blending bacon, uh, steak, eggs. Yeah. You could take a full breakfast. It's just fantastic. You could blend that. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure that, 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 that sounds amazing. What could go wrong? Um, but no, we were juicing and, and I, and I looked through the juicing book and, uh, it's, it's very silly because, uh, it's very silly because they say, well, you know, for a migraine, you want to have, you know, celery and something or other, but you know, if you want to have more energy, you should have these ingredients and every page was like a different problem and a different ingredient. I just put them all in, you know, what, <laughs> what I'm dealing with everything I put in, let me tell you, I put in broccoli cucumber celery avocado beetroot that throw it all in and it came out perfect what's the problem it's not that i'm dieting i don't need to diet max i want you to understand that i don't need to diet i mean i've got the perfect figure it's more of a maintenance schedule kind of thing yes no i always say that i'm in shape round is a shape so it is a shape exactly yeah whatever shape i am in shape (laughs) yes exactly in a shape there's a shape associated with my with my body uh, so what we're going to do, Hey, listen, it's great to have you back. You're feeling better. You had brain yes. surgery, you had a brain uh, replacement. Uh, yeah, but, uh, they decided just to keep it. Uh, they, they, they took the brain out. They decided to transplant yeah, I was, it and they thought, you know what? Yeah. Let's put it back. I was really worried, but then the doctor opened up and said, Oh, so I asked him, so doctor, what do I have in my head? Oh, don't worry. Nothing. There's nothing there. He opened yeah, yeah. it up to do a transplant and realized there's yeah. nothing to replace. Yeah. This can't be the problem. Okay, well, that's good to know. You're feeling better then? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm human again. Yeah, don't watch last week's podcast because we make a lot of fun of you. Oh, that's good. Uh, no, we don't. We don't. We miss you, actually. I, what happened? We, how don't many? Watch. Hmm? We, how many? Uh, well, that was me. It was the royal we. Talking oh, of the oh. royal we, uh, today they are laying to rest Prince Philip, uh, Michael, uh, Prince Philip. Of, Must have been very tired. Edinburgh. You know, 99 years. I almost made it to hundred bless him. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge, I'm a huge supporter of, of Prince Philip, I have to say. And I did the, I actually did the, the bronze uh, Duke of Edinburgh award when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. He helps a lot of, he helps a lot of children or he helped a lot of children. He was a wonderful guy. Anyway, uh, enough about that. We are going to talk about coffee. Got amazing things to talk about, Max. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's been a whole, how many weeks has it been? One, one week. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> one, one, one week. I'm. I keep ordering all this coffee for you, and then I never come down to see you. And um, then you drink it for me. <laughs> so, but let me. Sh- but but like, like, let me show you once again. Let me show I've you what this, I have. Which Ooh, uh, which you'll. I am still interested in that. Yeah, this Lily really loves this. She really loves this coffee. Uh, really that's your go-to like, blend. I have an opinion on it. Yeah, what's your opinion on it, Max? I don't know. It's yellow. Yes, I like very yellow. yellow. I think they should make more. And there's a yellow. chicken on it. I like I like the chicken on it. 
they've kind of they 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 know what 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 buttons to push, don't they? I know. Yeah, I like the chicken and I like yellow. Yeah. Uh, then also, I've got I got I need to pour it out into a bag for you. <laughs> I've got a kilo of of solitude. Okay. From Carvetti, um, this is this is becoming one of my go to espresso blends because it's it's a sort of a chocolatey espresso, very easy to very easy pour, very easy to make, mm. but enough complexity in there to to you know to make it interesting and to know whether you're getting getting what you want mm-hmm. out of it. It's a good. It's actually, we're going to be testing some machines. Oh yeah, I do this thing. I'm, I'm gonna. We're, I've just lined up. I have all, seen. I have seen. I have to say something. I have yeah. seen your picture. Yeah. And it's my professional opinion as a doctor because I am a doctor. Yeah. You have a problem. I know. You have a coffee <laughs> machine problem. I know. <laughs> no, I've got a coffee machines problem. That isn't even all of them, Max. That's just all the ones I can fit on the counter. Ah. Um. What? So. So uh, also on these beans, uh, what, so what we're going to do, uh, yeah, oh, so, sorry, on the solitude, uh, Carbetti solitude. He's not paying me for this, by the way. I, I'm, you know, just like, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm not getting sponsored or anything. Seriously, like, yeah. Gareth? Sorry? Pay him. Cough up. <laughs> pay, pay, Cough pay, up him. pay me. Uh, so also, I've got this for you. Timber Town, seasonal espresso, Ethiopia, and, oh dear. Yeah, yeah, you're going to hate it. So that's why I can't wait to give it to you. Honey, hazelnut, chocolate. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, wait, no, it's not the one. Sorry, yeah, you might like that one. That was to make up for this other one I've got for you. Hold on. I've got this one here. It's also from Outpost. Read that, baby. Read it and weep. Oh, no, red bourbon. No. Oh, my God. I am already, I already have a problem with it. I know. Why do it's they, like, why? Uh, because I can't, I, I like to see you. I like to see you in pain. Rich caramel, lemon, and lime cordial. That's the flavor notes. That's the face I wanted to see. You see, that's how I get the clicks. I'm going to make that my, my thumbnail. Uh, it's producer from, and also- I look, didn't this, have these many wrinkles before starting this thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an interesting flavor. Um, you, you've got to have variety. Variety, as they say, is the spice of life. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's true. And actually, about that, I have a comment to say, to make. Yeah. Say, make. Yeah, sake. either. I'm not going to be picky. For sake. In the last two weeks, I have done three espresso. Is that all? You've been ill? Because you had a sore throat. It's not good to have on a sore throat. No, no. I just felt like having uh, pour over. Oh, the pour overs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. It's, you don't have to, you know, come out on the podcast or anything. It's okay to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'll find someone else. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it's okay. It was... I've got downstairs an air repress, a pour over. I've got uh, a mocha pot. And I, and I have to say there some morning, the, the only problem I get with, and I like ristrettos as well, and I'll do a double ristretto, but the only problem I get is that it goes very quickly. And if I'm having a, especially if I'm having a full English breakfast and I got the toast and I got the eggs and I've got the bacon and, you know, knocking back an espresso with it, it's like, oh, I'm done. Whereas yeah, if you, you have, have the time to do that. What? All of that cooking. You don't work enough, Nick. Mate, I tell you what, I, I did five hours of Zoom calls yesterday. <laughs> five hours. I had, a, I had a half an hour call in the morning, followed by a two and a half hour call, followed by two one hour calls wow. on Zoom. I you know pretty much I just that. crawled. I couldn't even walk away from my desk. I crawled away from my desk. You know nowadays um, how I call that? Uh, Tuesday. Yeah. No, really? <laughs> really? 
Yeah. I, I don't know how people can do it. I can't do it. There came a point, my client might be on the phone, so I'm not going to say what I was doing on the last one. <laughs> just, just five hours. You can't pay attention. There's, no. But you're desperately worried. They're going to say, what do you think, Nick? And, oh, and you so, don't know because you, your so, mind. Well, I, I, do, I do trust your judgment. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you come up with noncommittal things like that. It's an interesting one, Bob. Uh, what do you think? Well, Nick, because everyone likes to know, like to talk about what they think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we've got all that coffee to try, which you can't try because you don't have it, because I'm going to give it to you soon, very soon, Max. I keep buying it. Uh, and then what's going to happen is one day a truck's going to come. Like, you know how they deliver the gravel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just going to, the back of the truck's going to lift up and yeah, it's going to bury your car in coffee yeah. beans. <laughs> it's going to be my wife saying, Max, I think we have gravel coming. <laughs> yeah, we're just, you know what? Don't put it in the coffee machine. Just, uh, just, just, just put it on the, yeah, yeah, put it just, on the drive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just mix it with some water and cement. Put a bit of concrete with that and just, yeah, put it yeah. in the drive. Mm-hmm. So we've got that going on. Oh, also we've got more coffee because I think you might have had, you, this might've arrived for you. Mine arrived today. Um, <laughs> did you get the, did you get, this is quite, and I, only, I, I, yes, I say this now. had some sort of disgusting thing poured over it, which, which is like, a, I don't know, like melted ice cream or something. What? My box. Oh no, really? Yeah, that's okay. The post office doesn't like you. What did you have? What have you said something to the postman recently? Have you, made a, really? have you filled out a complaint form? Because that's what they, <laughs> you never complain to people though. You need their ongoing service. It's okay. Yeah. Happens. Well, hopefully inside the box is okay. We've yeah, got, yeah. this is from um, Carvetti's. And again, can I just say, I pay for this subscription. Uh, I don't get this for free. It's not a sponsor. It doesn't pay me for it, but it's quite an interesting thing that he does. It's called the roaster's table, which you can kind of see on the podcast video thing on the YouTube. It says on the bottom of every little packet and you get a, a beans and a, and a ground one. And what he does, he does a video. So it's like a Patreon thing. You subscribe. I think it's like a tenner a month or something, depending on what, what package you buy. And what I like about it, is it kind of, um, he sends you these coffees and then you, and then he does a video and tells you about them, but you have to cup them. And then you go in before you see the video, because the video comes later, you do the cupping and then you sort of say, oh, you know, I saw these different, or I tasted these differences or this one tasted like this. And he's very nice because he doesn't tell you you're an idiot. Like clearly I say things and they're like, this reminds me of licking the bottom of a barn or something like that, which one of them did. And he says, that's really interesting, Nick. You know, that's, you know, he doesn't say, he he doesn't ban me from the group or anything. Yet. Uh, Yet. (laughs) So, yet. So uh, we've got, but this time he sent us a whole bag. I know. You know, for a tenner. Why? Like I got my money's worth, but you know. What's in the bag? Oh, that's a good point. I don't. I assumed it was coffee because it's in a coffee bag, but it could just be. It could just be rocks. Um, it's coffee B. So this is the thing. He doesn't tell you what coffee. He can't look it up or anything. He just goes each week. You get like coffee A and coffee B. I think. Like I think it's. Uh, I think he meant coffee beans. No, no, he doesn't. He goes coffee A and coffee B every week. No, no, and I think it's coffee beans. What? Oh, the B for the beans. No, because they've got, there's beans in, in, oh, you're just playing with me. Uh, (laughs) 
you seriously. That's that's the problem, Max. Anyway, so we've got a cupping score here. So you've got homework to do on this one. I actually oh have to God. pay attention. That's to this. the yeah. thing I do not like. Yeah, well, you don't have to do it. This is, he, he doesn't yeah. chase you up and say, where is your homework this week? That's good because I have people chasing me every day. Of For everything week. else. Well, it's not like you've got anything to do, Max, apart no. from your job and the moving no. house and, the, no. you know, everything else. Who does that? Yeah, yeah. So the other thing, really mm-hmm. huge news, huge news, uh, which, which, which has come out already, even though I, I didn't quite mean it to actually uh, yet, because um, we did an interview with uh, the product designer for Lamazocco on the GB5 mm-hmm. and um, Stefano. And Stefano. St- oh, I, I asked him, I always ask everybody when I do the interviews, how do I pronounce your name? And then I get it wrong in a way. <laughs> And then, and then you proceed to for, forget. I proceed to say however I was going to say it in the first place. So how how do you pronounce your name, Stefano? Okay, Francisco. They just go. They roll with it. They do. He was very nice. It's, it's uh, so I called him his wrong how name. Polite people are. People. Well, people can be very polite. They're yeah, very yeah. polite to me. Um, uh, the, the communications manager wrote to me afterwards and said some very nice things about the interview. Cause I just, I sent it up, but what I did is I put it up on, um, on the YouTube and a private mm-hmm. link. Is it a private mm-hmm. link? No, uh, an unpublished unlisted. link. Unlisted. unlisted thank you. Mm-hmm. So I put it on an unlisted and I sent it to them and I said, look, here's a, here's a video. Here's a, how it's looking. I'm going to publish this Sunday night. And uh, this morning I got a whole bunch of LinkedIn requests from people and I was like, what's going on? And I think they've, they've put to the post about it already, which is a bit embarrassing because I haven't written anything about it. It's just up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but it is finished. So that's fine. And I'm, but they did, like, he was so nice. The guy was actually so nice. And I, I encourage you to watch it because obviously it is great for the channel, but more importantly, uh, this is, I think, one of the very rare times you get to listen and hear a product designer talk about how the whole design process works. And we're not talking about you know technical features so much. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how they approach the design, how they work with the team, where they get their inspiration from, uh, how much flexibility and latitude they have. Uh, what are the considerations about things like environmental considerations? How does that play into the thing? How long does the whole process take? Do they argue? Do they try to kill each other in the cafeteria? Stuff like that. Does he steal? Does, the does he steal equipment? The cafeteria there, which hmm? would be hilarious. Does he How what? Does the coffee taste in their cafeteria? Oh, I didn't ask that question. All right, next time you're coming on, you're coming on the. What do you have in the cafe? How do we have a Nescafe? I just love that. You can imagine. It would be it would be hilarious. Uh, so this is La Marzocco. So how does the coffee taste there? Ah, uh, you know we have this Nova Simonelli machine, but it doesn't really make very good coffee. Yeah, yeah. No, I only drink tea. I've never had coffee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like green tea. Jasmine's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> and be not to be um, detrimental to our tea lovers. I am a great tea fan myself as well. Uh, who's that motorcyclist, that amazing guy who does the Isle of Man TT and he had a crash, Martin, Martin. So, so if you- you're asking what was that motorcycle rider that does the, the Isle of Man TT <laughs> and had a crash? That narrows okay, it down this, a lot. Uh, this, I've narrowed it down to all of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, but that, there's that guy, Martin. Guy Martin. Guy Martin so that guy, so he, he drinks, he drinks 
talking about teeth, that guy's a hero. He's a, I love Guy Martin. I love mm. watching his videos. He's so, he's so fun. He's just, he's a geezer, right? But he's not trying to be a geezer. He just is. And yeah. if you ever, if you want to doubt that, go watch that Isle of Man TT. Watch how fast he goes. Watch how oh, he's nuts. But he's also, I mean, he's also a great pilot. He's, he's, oh, he is it, totally not nuts. Stones there is also technique. He's also, he also knows what he does. Oh, he's, he's, he's a genius. He's a genius on machines, but he's doing like, you know, 180 or something like that. And he's going around, he's going around a corner, you know, in the Isle of Man. And he's going, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oops, I don't got it. That's what he said. And he just blows up in a fireball. He goes, he slides a quarter of a mile down the road through the fireball. And then the next day they sort of, he's in hospital and he's got a broken back and three broken bits of his leg and his spines twisted and his collarbones are broken. His arms are broken. Everything's broken. And this guy drinks about 300 cups of tea a day. And he doesn't drink coffee. He just drinks tea, you know, just mugs of tea. And he sits there and he goes, yeah, it could have been worse. <laughs> I think that's so British. I'll be back next year. It could have been worse. That's when I want to wave the flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so going back to, is it Stefano? Actually, Stefano. Stefano. So, so we had the, uh, what I'll do is I'll leave a link in this. Uh, I apologize to... for Nick Stefano. It's, um, it's not really his fault. <laughs> yeah. You got the British guy, Stefano. You didn't get the Italian. Yeah, he, Sorry. He's not, he's not mean. He's, he's like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he bless him because he, you know, I, I can imagine doing an interview in a foreign language as well. Um, I find it, I mean, I find just generally doing interviews. I'm always like, I'm always like, you know, not, doing that conducting but if i'm if i'm being interviewed someone's mm. talking to me interviewing me i kind of want to screw it up like i don't know what questions they're going to ask is it going to be a trick question is it going to be tricky is it the right answer i don't know all that kind of stuff it's it's stressful it's stressful to be interviewed and that's can you imagine being interviewed in a foreign language someone chinese is interviewing you and you, you have to speak putonhua that's what i normally do you know yeah it's true i suppose it is what you do every, <laughs> every week but you do it every week so it's okay for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> For me, it would be terrible, terrifying. <laughs> so we go through, so we could talk about this. And one thing I wanted to to touch on today uh, is actually, you know, the the some of the things he brought up really made me think about um, the different approach you have to have from a commercial machine mm-hmm. than you do for a, uh, a home machine. And I think it's quite uh-huh. interesting to raise it as a subject because that, again, not many people talk about it, right? So you don't really hear that talked about. So I are fantasize. You that, uh, are you going to say that what I was raving about for for the whole length of our podcast series, I was right? Uh, what are you going to rave say that? are you talking about? Because there's been so many. Oh, I always say the same thing. Okay, but there's so many. <laughs> that a coffee, uh, a cafe, is uh, has different requirements than a home machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. So uh, what I was basically going to do, Max, is just tell you that a cafe has different requirements than a home machine. I hope you agree with me with that statement. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you could have ranted about anything. You could have started ranting about the saturated rant group about heads. Or, or oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, aha. Actually, funny you should mention that. A I saturated knew it. Group oh, head. God, he's often one. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not. It's not a rant, I promise. A saturated group head makes a lot of sense in a cafe mm-hmm. because temperature stability, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make a lot of sense at home. Well, 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 no, of course it does. You want temperature stability at home. 
the whole thing about yes. the E61 group head is that it it actually makes sense in a cafe because if you're making shot after shot after shot, you're uh-huh. not you're you're gonna you're gonna get that temperature stability even in an E61, right? Yes, but that's a simpler design than a saturated group head. Yeah, yes, and it is very simple. It doesn't design. really make much sense to have a layer at home or a GS3 at home. Great, they they look amazing, but it's uh why not? I can afford it. Why not? If it looks fancy, and I think it looks amazing. It's not that I find it practical, mm. but I think it looks amazing. That's why I would want one. Well, Stefano would uh, would love that you said that. Um, and they have restrictions. I mean, this is one of the questions I had. In fact, uh, between you and me, one of the questions that, that the question he said was the hardest question to answer was the one you want to know what the hardest question to answer is max do you yes, want to know please. uh the <laughs> hardest question was um when i asked him what when you've got all the history and the brand of lamazoko is that a constraint for you when you're designing something because you that there are if you were a brand new company you could do anything if you're lamazoko you've kind of got to go with the Lamazocco. And it, it, it is one of the, it is one of those, he said, well, he said, honestly, and he actually made a good answer on this. And it's a bit like, I suppose, it's a bit like thinking if you're going to work for Ferrari, you'd be so happy to work for your intercar design to work for Ferrari, but do not go to the boss of Ferrari with a great idea for a, a safe boxy car, you know, <laughs> for, for a Volvo, because it's not going to suit the brand. So of course you have to suit the brand. You have to take into account the heritage and everything else. But the other thing is that if you do look back at those machines and they're not alone in this, right? There's other companies that do a great job of this as well. But if you take a look back and you go back in time to the very early machines that they made, they still look good. Yeah. That's not easy to do. Yeah. And it's not a box. And it's not a box. Yeah. It's not a shiny box. Yeah. The other thing that was um, that was interesting that I hadn't really considered at all, this is so obvious when you say it, uh, but when you've got a home machine, how do you put the home machine on your counter? You take, you take the front of it. So if the front's facing you, mm-hmm. you then put it on the counter and push it back. Yep. Right? That's pretty much, you can pretty much say that's the use case for all home machines. Yeah. And uh, you're never going to see what's in the back. You're never going to see the back. Um, While on the other hand. Whereas on the other hand, say it, Max, tell it, Max. The ones in the shops, uh, the back is always, um, always looks amazing. I mean, the gadget that I refurbished, the back is a piece of art because you have the panels that are trapezoidal and you have the, the writing on the back. If you look, for example, at uh, FIEMA E61, that's also amazing. The back looks amazing. You have the, the glass panel. It's a lovely machine, and, that actually. And Yeah, and the shape that covers the boiler because that's what faces the customer. Most of the times, at least in Italy normally, and um, most of the times in bars and in, in cafes, you, uh, the coffee machine is facing the, the customer. So the back of the coffee machine is facing the customer. It's between, it sits between the barista and the customer. Yeah. Nowadays, they're, do, they're doing something slightly different. They put the coffee machine on the back, on the far end of the, uh, of the um, bar table thing. Counter, yeah. Counter. 
and uh, the and the barista sits between the, the customer and the coffee machine so that the customer can see how the barista works in the coffee machine can see the coffee being made and being poured mm-hmm. but there are two different schools for this and in actual fact um in actual fact, what, what Stefano was saying is that you, you, when you make a machine, you have to be able to make it look good from every angle mm-hmm. because you don't know how it's going to be placed. You don't want to, to, to have your machine excluded because, oh, it doesn't look good from that side. And as you said, sometimes now people want to see the barista working. Also, you want to be able to, to e- even if you've got the back facing the customers mm-hmm. that are coming in, you want to be able to engage with them. So, so it has to be low enough that you can see over the top. Of course, it depends upon what height you are and everything else, but you, but also there's all these considerations to take into account. Yeah. And you've got the cups on top and everything else. Um, so you've got a, you've got a, so many different considerations. And then on top of all of that, you've got the fact that these things have to be opened up for maintenance and preferably can be maintained or have certain elements of it maintained without the machine going down. So if you've got a three group head, you might need to do some maintenance work on one group head whilst have the other two group heads still working. And so you've got Ideally, to be able, yes. excuse me. Ideally. Yes. It yeah. would be amazing. That's right. So that's what they're, they're Well, that's what you can do on the GB five. I, I know that they've hmm. got that. Um, but, um, that's clever. but yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, so they've got, so, but then you have to look at the access panel. So how are they going to access that part of the machine, you're going to be accessing it where the barista's standing. There's all these different considerations, which you, of course, are completely, you know, non uh, non applicable to yeah. to a home machine. Yeah, exactly. And you have also to think also on. Um, I appreciate that uh, this this uh, makes makes a lot of um, makes a lot of sense, and it, and it shows that they actually talk with baristas because a lot of times you have beautifully designed things. And then as soon as you start using them or actually maintaining them, you think, who designed these? Yeah, it's not designed to no be idea. maintained. <laughs> yeah. And um, another, another thing, this is a, just a, another tale. I, I did design a few things. I designed a sampler for uh, personal air monitoring. And um, uh, I designed it with, with CAD. So I made it amazing. It was uh, a co- like a Coca-Cola can shaped. So it was round, so it's easy to carry around places for the battery and everything. And then I sent the design to my dad. I was really happy. I was like, dad, look at that. Uh, what, what do you think? And he said, oh, that's amazing. How do you open it? <laughs> that's the first thing he said. Crushed you, right? Crushed yes, you. Because I was like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Because, you know, I can take the, the top away, the bottom away. And how do you put it together? And at which point I realized I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I, I did another design where I split it in two and you could, could open it. You could actually uh, have two half circles, half cylinders. And that made a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the big issue that's going on in tech world right now. In fact, there's a law that was going through, I think it got kicked out or in one state in the US at the moment called the right to maintain or something. Mm-hmm. Right to repair. It's called right to repair yes. law. And a lot of this is driven by Apple because Apple 
doesn't want you opening up their machines. If your machine goes wrong, you buy another one. But of course, that's not very sustainable. No. So it's, it's um, but Steve Jobs famously, you know, once said, no, I don't, you don't, you don't, no one, no one should go inside this machine. I don't want people updating it, repairing it, replacing it. Um, but he still insisted the inside of the machines were immaculate. And one engineer asked him, you know, if no one's going to see the inside of these machines, Steve, why do you want the insides to be so tidy and immaculate? Because no one will know. And he said, I'll know. <laughs> so that's a designer. Um, but well, so listen, so apart from that, the, mm -hmm. the other thing he said was, think about this, right? Think about the challenges of you want clean lines because you don't know how people are going to see it, where they're going to see the front, are they going to see the back? So how are you going to have the screws? How are you going to have the, the screws? Because you're going to want to have easy access, but the, you don't want the screws showing. So the maintenance guys want to be able to just walk up, put a screwdriver and unscrew the front panel. But he mm -hmm. doesn't want to see the screws because that's going to wreck the design. So there are all of these considerations that, uh, that came in. It was a really fascinating a conversation. Piece of design. I'm sorry? Or you make them a piece of design, like the um, uh, Cafe Racer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I hadn't even thought that of that. I should have amazing. asked that question. Yeah. Well, there's so many questions. I'll have to have them back another time and ask Aye, them more. You, you're, you're there to ask questions, not to give ideas. Uh, well, I don't Otherwise, think he needs, they should pay you for that. I don't think he needs any ideas from me. <laughs> I think he might know what he's doing. Uh, he actually came from a um, mechanical engineering, I think, something yeah, like yeah. that background because that was the other thing that actually i was like how do you because i know that generally speaking artists and engineers don't really it's like oil and water don't really get on well together they don't mm -hmm. they don't talk about the same things um but he's actually an artist that has come from an engineering background so that kind of makes makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. studied for five years under Piotr bambi if you know who uh who, who yeah, that is rings a bell but i don't yeah, he's one of the founders of, uh, of Lamazocco. He died, uh, I think he died a year ago, two years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, he was one of the original founders, but he was, he was the guy. He was, the, he was one of the daddies mm -hmm. of the place. Uh, so we studied for five years under him, which I think was, you know, give him a good leg up, give him a good boost. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing too, interesting conversation on sustainability, because I knew that you were going to ask this question when you talk about, because we've talked to them before about um, uh, Victoria Arduino and the materials that they use and a lot of talk about that. So I thought it'd be very clever and talk about the materials and say, well, you know, are you using the latest sustainable materials and blah, blah, blah. And he actually had a very good point. <clears throat> Two points he's said on this. He said, well, first of all, he said, yeah, of course, where we, where we can, we use sustainable materials. He said, but think about it this way. First of all, we're in a food environment. So the best material is not at home, right? We're not talking about at home. We're doing, we're talking about an environment where there's sticky fingers and food and all the rest of it. So mm -hmm. he said stainless steel is a proven material. So for, for that. And it's easy um, to clean and keep. And it's and easy to, because it's easy to clean. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And then the you second thing he said um, was, he, he said that these machines are not meant to last for a couple of years. When we build this machine, you know, we, we, we might use some heavy metal, some stainless steel or copper or whatever else he said, but then you know, you're not replacing metals, it. Uh, heavy metals, do you? Well, not heavy metals, but you know what I'm saying? It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a heavy metal. Yeah. You, 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 you use proper stainless steel. You don't use uh, like soft steel or iron that would rust. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't use that that horrible oh, that what's that? It's, it's like a printed. What do you do when you print that metal? Not print it, stamped like that stamped cheap alloy stamped that they make the Breville Sage um, drip tray covers out of. It's the worst metal, and you touch it, and you just feel you feel ill just touching it. I don't know. Yeah, if you get a very very look, if you everyone's had this this problem because they buy something and it says it's made out of metal. And then when you touch it, you think, Oh no, <laughs> mm. it's got that lack of weight and you know, it's not going to last. That's what I'm talking about. So it doesn't use, that's what I meant by heavy. I meant quality. Yeah. 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 And, and so that's, yeah. So those machines last for, you know, 10 years or so. So you can talk about the recyclability of, uh, of, of a metal, but you should also also take into account how long that thing is going to last for, mm-hmm. um, because even recycling takes costs money and costs energy. So it yeah, takes energy to recycle something. It's not like recycling is free; it's some magical turn it into another thing. First of all, somebody has to choose to recycle it. Then yeah. it actually has to be recycled and not just sent on a ship to China for someone else to do it. Exactly. And and then thirdly, that recycling takes energy, which is produced from some coal-fired plant somewhere or something. So, you know, the well, whole thing yeah, has a cost to it. Yeah. And actually, you have to consider this, what you just described is the, uh, the full lifespan uh, environmental impact. I know. So. I'm finding out a lot about this right now. It's, it's more complicated than most people give credit for. Yeah. And you have to consider that, for example, building a machine like that, you have to consider that, yeah, oh, that, but that's not a sustainable material, but how long does it last? So if you make it like that and it lasts 30 years, in those 30 years that you haven't bought a new machine, but you've used the same one, you've actually abated the, the, the investment, the energy investment at, that you put at the beginning. Yeah. Obviously, you can't use heavy polluting materials. I mean, you can't use lead, but as long as they are sustainable in a in a, in a fashion, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was a really interesting uh, interview. I strongly suggest that you go and look at it and 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 watch it and give it a thumbs up. What do they say on YouTube? I've got to get the whole YouTube things going where we're going to have a subscribe thumbs up and push the bell. And I swear, I swear, I swear this right now. I make this pledge publicly on YouTube. I will never, ever, ever say smash that like button. And if I do, Max, you have a full authority uh, to find me something. I don't know, punish me in some way. I'll have to do something like sing or dance on the podcast or something like that. Mm. I will never say smash that like button because that is the thing. Technically said it already twice now. No, I'm talking about from now on, I will never say that what? word. I know you're not allowed to trick me into saying it either. So that's that doesn't count. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that's not the game. That's not ah, the game we're going to play. Listen. Smash that button. Stop it. <laughs> next week. Next week, um, we have got, uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of things, actually. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a, I've got a Sage Barista Touch, which, uh, I've unpacked and I've been making coffee and movies with and things like that. So, um, because I got it for somebody Mm. and then I didn't give it to them. I kept it, uh, until I've done the tests and then I'm going to give it to them. 
Why? That it has a purpose. It has a purpose. It's an expensive machine for the purpose it serves, but there's not many machines like it. So, but don't, don't cheat. We're going to talk about it next week. Mm. And I know you're going to be the downer. You're going to be the bad guy. You're going to hate on it. You're going to hate and hate and hate on it. And that's totally fine. We totally expect that from you, but um, I am going to also present the case. Rightly so. Rightly so. Possibly, but I'm going to also present the case and play the devil's advocate. I'm going to say where I think it has has a purpose because I think there is a purpose. I, I think it. Anyway, I'm going to talk about that next week. So uh, I'm sure Breville has a, a um, purpose for it. Yeah, well, they got a, they got a, they got. They, they, we've talked about this before. It's Breville <laughs> McDuck, isn't it? Breville McDuck with his money bin, and he's got he's got his big he's got his big bin full of cash that he dives into every morning. Uh-huh. And what it is, is this level, you know, like Scrooge McDuck. And mm-hmm. he's got this big thing. He dives into his money pit every morning and swims. He does 20 laps of his money pit every morning. And, uh, and the difficulty is if the money pit gets too low, you know, he can hurt himself when he dives in. So he's got to keep that money pit topped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for safety reasons. Yeah. Just the problem with the world, Max, is that everybody who's really, really rich who could afford to do that is too sensible. And they won't do it unless they're doing it in private. And we haven't. Maybe if we get to Jeff Bezos's like pool party, he'd have a money pit. Who knows? People don't talk about it. I don't know. I would do that if I was a multi kajillion billionaire. I'd be very vulgar about it. I'd have a money pit. Why not? What else am I going to do with my billions? So next week, tune in for that and touch the like button. And then I'm going to even be a like button. button. Don't stop. Don't smash it. Um, But uh, I may, there may be a like button on this video because I'm, I'm, I'm planning to do something like that. If there isn't a like uh-huh. button, keep looking for it. Maybe yeah. rewind the video and watch it a few like times smash to see it. if you can find smash it. it. <laughs> yeah, smash it. I'd love it so much if your keyboard just crashed now. Your whole computer went down. Look, you've got to go away because my dad's coming for, for, for things. And he's okay. called me twice now on the podcast. And he's probably very okay. worried. He's 90. He's 120 or something. Why have you got two keyboards? You know, I don't have a money pit. <laughs> <laughs> Max, it's so great to have you back, my friend. I, I felt, yes, I don't know if you saw last week's, I know you probably didn't even watch last week's podcast, you bastard. I don't know, but, I was a little not so human. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're not so great. You're not so great. Yeah. It, was, it, was very, it was very, very weird without you. I kept talking to you. I actually had a dummy set up. Um, <laughs> I, I made a little Max dummy, and, oh, yeah. but it kept falling off the chair and it didn't look like you very well. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> so it's good to have the real one back. I will see you next week. Thank you so much, my friend. And we're going to talk about your favorite machine next week, the, uh, the Barista Touch from Breville Sage. And so we shall. And uh, maybe even some coffee. We'll talk about some coffee beans. It's about time we did a few. We've had enough of them. Let's talk some, talk some bean talk. How's the rocket? Oh yeah, in in, in a, a sentence, I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm like like that McDonald's. McDonald's are going to come on right here. They're going to censor the podcast. I'm loving it. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. But, but unlike the people who work at McDonald's, who all had those badges that said I'm loving it, and they all look miserable and suicidal, I mm. am actually loving it. I am actually loving it. And we're going to do that another time. And I'm going to tell you why, because there are for reasons that I wasn't expecting. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's a little teaser there for you. Teaser. enjoy the rest of the day max go mow your lawn bye